Hey everybody, C-Note here and welcome to Dopamine, the show that is like Weezer. Not as good as the first album, but, you know, we still love them. And they're going to keep making stuff, and it's great. Actually, now that I mentioned Weezer, it's pretty funny that, um, I don't know if you saw on YouTube, Weezer has done a cover of Africa's Toto. And then now there's video going around of Toto doing a cover of Weezer's Hashpipe. It's pretty fantastic. Today on the show, we're talking about energy versus mania, meaning kind of that, that, that spike when you start to experience a high energy burst and become very productive and start to feel like you're on top of the world. Uh, at what point does that cross over from just having a lot of energy and being very focused and excited? And when does that become mania? When does that become something that is uncontrollable and beyond, beyond your control? Um, so we talk a little bit about that. I talk about my experience with that, and um, hopefully that's something you can relate to as well. Um, but, or hopefully not really, because it's not great. <laughs> but if you do, you know, this episode's for you. So let's hit the button and do the thing. Drums, Hi again. Welcome back. Welcome to the show. C-Note here, your host. Today on the show, I wanted to talk about mood disorders and the energy shift from creativity and raw energy into mania, meaning for me, there's this, there's this shift and I'm sure anyone who has any kind of mania or cyclothymia or bipolar disorder can relate to this shift from feeling like you're doing good, feeling like you're, you're kind of like you feel normal and then you start to make plans or you're coming up with a lot of ideas or you're starting to feel like there is endless possibilities and you start doing those things. You start writing stuff down, you start um, looking at the possibilities that are in front of you and you start looking at them as like real actual things that you can accomplish and you can do. And it starts off innocent enough. It starts out as something that you feel really good about. You're like, you know what? I got this. You know, there's, you start to feel like you have a really great idea and you might literally even start jumping on it. And, uh, doing the work, not literally jumping on it. That's not how literally works. I have to stop doing that, <laughs> but, uh, to, you know, get to work on something and just have at it. You know, you feel really good. You feel great about the idea and you're just going, but at what point do you start to feel like it's more than what you can handle? And I think that is the important part. I think for many of those of us who are dealing with mania tend to have the issue because we keep a lot of things in our heads. Meaning even if we write a lot of stuff down, we are still very much cognizantly aware of where we could take something. We can write down an idea and then it goes from this to this and this, maybe work out a ton of details. Um, I've had days where I've, so I had one day in particular where I was at a coffee shop. I was at Starbucks or something. And my plan was to spend a few hours doing like website work or something. 
but then I heard a song that I was listening to. It was um, uh, like a, a royalty-free, like chiptune type song. And then I got suddenly inspired. I got suddenly like, oh, this would be really cool as the background music for this type of video game. And then I started thinking about the video game and what it would look like, how it would behave, how what the mechanics would be, and imagining the music in that scenario. And then I started to write that down. And I was like, okay, this music, and I saved the link in like a Trello board or something. And I was like, this link equals this music for this type of stage or whatever. And then I started listening to other music and started to veer off and make up more stages. Like I had different ideas. And then I had this idea to start making a video game or to make a video game about my life <laughs> and make it like a side scroller beat em up. And all of this music would fit really well as the backdrop for this stuff. And what I realized I was doing was like emotional parsing, but it was mania taking over to completely distract me from what I was doing. It could have been ADHD. I haven't really been diagnosed for anything like that yet, but um, I got completely distracted, started going down this crazy, crazy rabbit hole. And I spent the next three hours writing down and mapping out a video game that I'm pretty sure I was never going to make, but <laughs> I had at the time this unending sense of optimism for making this thing. This was something that I really, really wanted, and I thought it was a great, fun idea, and I was just going for it. But, uh, and, and that happens a lot of the time. That happens with ideas that I get for businesses. That get that happens for with things I get ideas for, like personal social things too. Like, oh, we can go this, we can plan this, we can go here, we can do this. And typically, one of the first signs of that shows up when I am. I am simply not taking time into account, meaning I'm not thinking about a timeline as to when I can accomplish this or not considering my energy because there's only so much I can do in a day. There's only so much anyone can do in a day. We all have 24 hours. We've all got to figure something out and we need to sleep for a third of that. So um, it's pretty important for, uh, wait, a fourth of that. Eight, yeah, eight times Anyway, <laughs> um, the idea there is that we're not considering the time that we're dedicating to this. We're not being realistic about the time we have to dedicate to an idea um, or the emotions attached to it. And a lot of the time mania starts to peak when it comes to like unending optimism. For me, it feels like I can take over the world. I feel this sense of like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to get it. I'm going to kill it. It's going to be great. And, um, you know, I'll never stop and I'll never, ever, ever stop. But, um, I'm actually going to cut this off and continue it because Molly's home. But, um, the idea is that it feels really great and we're going to, we're going to pick it up in a second. Okay. So we're, we're back at it. Sorry. Molly came home. I wanted to give her attention and make sure that, uh, all was good there. But now we're back at it. She's just stepped out. And I wanted to continue this conversation about converting or understanding the transition from natural raw energy into mania. And really the mania part starts to seep in so in a way that 
you can't always see coming. And that's the hard part is like, it's, it's for me, it's, it's always been like a retrospect thing. It's always been like a, uh, Oh, this is when mania started. (laughs) And, uh, mania really becomes obvious to me when I start to feel bad about things. When I start to feel like I have this restless raw energy and I don't know where to put it, or I feel like I'm worthless because I haven't been able to fulfill all of these promises that I've made to myself while in the early stages of mania. And it's hard because you don't want to stop yourself from feeling like you can accomplish things. You know, you want that optimism. You want to be able to do stuff. You want to be able to uh, plan and have hope for the future and do stuff. But I think what happens is we get to the point where we start to have a day where we can't do it. Like we get preoccupied or we start to feel tired one day, our sleep schedule may be changed or something. And we can't fulfill those obligations that we started to promise ourselves that we could fulfill. And the immediate feeling that I feel when I am not able to keep the flow going is feeling defeated and feeling a sense of disappointment with myself, feeling worthless and hopeless, feeling just a yeah, complete sense of defeat. Like I'm, I am bad at this. I don't know what I'm doing. Why would I even plan this? And I start down like a destructive tear (laughs) and I start to sort of evaluate everything that I've been doing. And I suddenly feel like, why am I even doing this? What is this even worth? Like, why is this even worth it? Why did I plan this? Why did I do this? And, um, you know, for me, that's, it's scary when you're in it because you're like, damn it, I did it again. And it was because it's a cycle, right? So it's like, damn it, it happened again. And I didn't see it coming. And it's always such a blinding, annoying thing. And um, I, I think the early stages are important to try to catch yourself and consistently remind yourself that there's only so much time in a day and there is only so much that you can do. You might feel bursts of energy. You might feel bursts of wanting to be something more than you are, but it doesn't mean you have to fulfill or fill every nook and cranny of time and energy that you have. And um, so what I do think is important is to like maybe organize things into lists If you feel like you want to get it out, but don't create these over uh, this overwhelming sense of having to achieve these things within a certain time frame, or um, you know, don't attach your own self worth to it. I know that's harder; it's like easier said than done. But the general idea I feel is like to to give yourself this opportunity to get it all out to work through it because there's nuggets of beauty within it. You know, there's a lot of great ideas that have come from mania, but really mania is associated with the crash, right? It's, it's about selling yourself on these grand ideas and then not being able to do it. And that is when it starts to feel like you feel terrible, but your body still wants to keep going. Your brain still wants to keep going. I find that I have a hard time sleeping in mania. Um, I'm trying to fulfill uh, dopamine hits, you know, trying to get any kind of satisfaction anywhere that I can, whether it's like sexual or with food 
or video games or something that makes me feel like I'm accomplishing something or feeling something and, you know, getting that physical feeling, that brain hit of, um, of, of doing something like that. Um, so it's like, it's almost like you have to slowly wean yourself off as opposed to continuing to make it go faster and faster because the more you continue to satiate that feeling, the harder the crash is going to be, at least in my experience, that's what it's felt like as I continue to do more things that are like, great, this is great. I wrote this down. I accomplished this thing. I did this thing. And there just becomes a point where you physically can't continue to go faster. You just can't. It's like running on a treadmill and the only the speed keeps going up without your control. You can't stop it at a certain point. It's just going to keep going up. And at first you're like, okay, this is good. I'm doing all right. And then it keeps going up and you're like, I can, I can handle this. This is fine. This is making me stronger. Actually, this is going to make me better. And then it just keeps going up and it's like, ah, why can't I keep up with this when it's actually the treadmill that's going faster, faster than what you're physically capable of. But since you fall down, you get mad at yourself for not being able to keep up as opposed to getting mad at the treadmill for being broken, you know? (laughs) So it's, um, certainly important to do what you can to not beat yourself up about it and be realistic about the expectations that you place on yourself and be realistic about, um, you know, your, your feelings and emotions that come from mania or come from all of this raw creative productive energy. Cause you know, I think a lot of people would say like, man, I wish I could keep up with this, you know, cause it feels good. It really does. At first it feels like, it feels like you can take over the world. It feels like you can do anything. It feels like you can have a podcast five days a week and then, and then you have to fulfill the responsibility and you're like, Oh, okay. Uh, this is hard, (laughs) but you know, just consistently check in with yourself, even within mania, even if you feel like things are going good, just stop and be like, all right, we accomplished that, but do we need to keep going? And instead of just, you know, letting mania take over, you know, use that productivity for good or even have someone check in on you, you know, have someone work with you, have someone, um, see if you're okay. You know, Molly's been really great at being able to see when I start to get into mania, when I start to feel like I'm, she, she sees it as like something in your chemistry just seems to change. Like I start to come up with a whole bunch of ideas and I start to strip away ideas seemingly frivolously, like something that I was extremely excited about two months ago, suddenly I'm like, you know what? That sucks. I'm done with it. And then just move on. And she's like, you just gave it up like nothing. (laughs) So what's going on there? And uh, she'll ask me questions, which is really helpful. And I I do appreciate that she does that. Um, So, you know, sometimes having someone in your life to ask you those questions or to even make them aware of the signs of mania so that they can like ask you to slow down you know, or to just like stop and check in. Or if, even if you start to feel this sense of like, I can do anything, uh, this overwhelming sense of confidence, maybe like set reminders on your phone, like asking yourself, like, is this mania? So like five hours from now, set a reminder. And then like tomorrow, is this mania? And just making sure like that you're making you know, rational decisions that won't make long-term, you know, negative effects on your life. Uh, 
because you know we're susceptible when we're in mania. We're susceptible to making big life changes in a way that could um, become regrets later down the line. So it's important to to assess that to be there for yourself and to let others be there for you. So um, that's it. That kind of covers what I wanted to talk about when it comes to understanding your mood disorder energy from shifting from creative energy to raw energy. I think someone on Facebook uh, recommended this topic and uh, I think it was a really good idea. So I'm, I'm happy to have spoken about this. And as I, you know, as I catch myself within mania, hopefully I can do more um, episodes on it. I feel like I've been more of in a depressive state lately. So kind of hard to bring that out and really talk about it, but uh, I'm still doing things. But as I get into a place where I'm, I'm I'm using more energy, I can kind of talk about it as it's happening and you guys can learn a little bit about it. So um, with that, uh, we're going to wrap up. If you go to cnote.media, you can check out my courses that I have for podcasting and for Myers-Briggs courses. If you want to jump straight into the advanced course, you can go to supermbti.training and uh, purchase the advanced course. But there is also a free course at cnote.media to uh, learn the basics of Myers-Briggs so you can start to learn about uh, your own personal type development or the people around you in your life. And then also I have, uh, if you subscribe to dopamine.life and leave a review, I would be eternally happy about that. It would give me a dopamine hit and feel really good. Um, and that's all I got going on right now. So if you have any questions about this topic, hit me up with a voice message here on anchor or, uh, send me a message at rival my design on Twitter or Instagram. And with that, I'll catch you guys later. Take care of yourselves and each other. Hey, you beautiful human. Thanks for listening to dopamine. I really appreciate it. If you thought this was a dope show, then you should wait until next week. But also while you wait, you should go to iTunes and Stitcher and leave a positive review. Positive reviews help me to uh, fill up my dopamine tank. Otherwise, you can send your friends to dopamine.life to listen to the show or hi, my name is Christian.com to get the latest updates. I'll catch you later.